In three, two, one. Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, The Deep Dive, featuring your esteemed hosts, Andy Monitor and Drew Dinzik, powered by Spurts. Welcome. <laughs> I wasn't looking up. Oh, man. Hello, friends. Master's edition of The Deep Dive. We brought on two of the internet's most famous golf experts to handicap this year's edition of Augusta Nationals, the Masters. It hasn't been that long. It just happened. Yeah, we just, I feel like we just saw the uh, 86th version. Don't quote me on that. 86th version of the Masters. Here we are with 87 right around, uh, right around the corner um and uh it's i'm excited for it it's kind of the the demarcation of the beginning of spring in my mind in a lot of ways uh you know here we are in april april is a great sports betting month there's a lot going on we have usually we have final four winding down right into the masters right into the nfl draft all while baseball is going off as we are getting closer to playoff time for hockey and, and nba that's pushed back a little bit this year but does not change the fact that we are in the home stretch of some professional sports starting new professional sports and we have these standalone events that are just awesome like the masters to bet on and with that we welcome on deep dive of own andy msfw andy Mulder, as well as good friend of the deep dive pod and I want to say eight-time guest, six-time guest, something in that ballpark. Um, you guys know him as Jamez on Twitter. Uh, James, welcome back to the deep dive. How are you doing on the eve of the Masters tournament? It's exciting. This is like this is my Super Bowl, and uh, love love sharing thoughts with you guys. Constant listener. It's weird hearing that uh, the music on because I listen to like one point five. So when it comes on now, it's like really slow. I'm like, oh, this is weird. Whoa, but I, love, <laughs> I love it. Happy to be here. Right? I'm excited. This is, uh, you know, this is this is the tournament for golf, and uh, kind of like I said, this is my Super Bowl, so I'm ready to roll. Yeah. Okay. A couple corrections kinda already off the top. Last yeah. November was the 84th. This is there the 85th Masters. Okay. Most people think of it as kind of the quintessential golf slam of the year. Um, however, it is one of the youngest, I believe, right? I think yeah. uh, U.S. Open, the Open, and uh, PGA all older than the Masters, if I'm not yep. mistaken. Um, but because it is contested at the same course year after year, it is the most well-regarded. Uh, it is the one most golfers, I th- most golf fans kind of get into watching golf by watching the Masters because the pageantry, especially on Sunday, is just outstanding. I think uh, dads and grandfathers all around the world probably look forward to this weekend uh, as much as any other weekend in the sports calendar. So with that, we are here early dedicating our our annual tradition where Andy picks the winner of the Masters. It's <laughs> happened now every year. Without fail, he picks one winner, and that's the right winner every year. It did, it did happen so, two no, years in sure. a row. Bryson killed my streak. Man, oh, we had oh Bryson. you had Bryson last year? Oh, we had like Bryson we'll at Bryson. 40 and 50 to 1, though. I mean, we had him from yeah. like February. And, you know, I, I was one of I, – I, I luckily – honestly, it was just dumb luck, like most of my betting. 
where <laughs> I went to do one of those Iowa trips where I just uh, take a bunch of pictures of a sports. Oh, sport. I remember this. Now, yeah. I haven't done I haven't done that in a while. I should go do one of those here in the next few weeks. But uh, now that you don't even need to do it, you can do mobile sign up. But I still should go find a new one just to get away from the kids. Jesus, it's been Easter break. I'm sick of them already. They uh, but either way, <laughs> Monday, I went dude. Down- I know. Well, no, they had Thursday and Friday off too. Oh, okay. okay. Kids don't go to school anymore. Seriously, they, they, I remember they go to school like they go to school like forty days a year. Well earned. Anyway, break. anyway, I'd, I'd gone down to a, and I'm not going to give them publicity because I don't really like some of the way they do business. But I went down to a sports book who did honor any tickets as long as it was played within the calendar year. So I had a ticket for like nine months on the Masters, which I've had longer tickets than that on stuff. But it's uh, it was disappointing to watch Bryson just hit him in the bushes. You had a sick price. You had like thirty struggle. to one, and he went off forty. Forty to one, yeah, anyone? Forty to one. Ten. There were fifties out there when, when um, it was because of James. He was kind of promoting him, saying, "Oh, and you know, you were assuming the April Masters still, but um, <laughs> yeah, it was nice to nice to sit sit on that as long." And I mean, it was still a very fun tournament. It was great to see, you know, our guy. I mean, a great golfer won it. It wasn't. It wasn't one of those weird. As much as I enjoyed the Danny Willett year, just because, <laughs> <laughs> like, I enjoy I a good. It. I enjoy a good melt just as much. Oh, like God. I enjoy the the Vandeveld thing. Like things like that are hilarious to me because they're more memorable, I think, than a crazy win. So the Danny Willett win was, and it and the fact you you talked about the pageantry, you know, all the stuff that surrounds at the par three, the pimentos, uh, Butler cabin that came into play because that when you melt like that, usually just to you know go give an interview and go home you got to put that code on another guy. That yeah. was, that was the worst, like the ultimate cringe moment. So I, it was, it was cool to have a, a really good golfer win. It was a good tournament, even though my guy didn't come through and here we are five months later doing it again. I love it, man. Well, uh, before we get into this tournament specifically, uh, James, how's the season going so far? What are you, any, any, <laughs> any kind of macro thoughts on, uh, on how the PGA is doing in terms of uh, kind of, the, the state of the tour. I mean, it feels like the betting handles are bigger than ever. That feels like, uh, you know, the interest in these Sunday, uh, you know, Sunday finales of these, what are usually kind of good tournaments, but not really everybody's that tuned in, dialed in. Well, it feels like people have been more engaged this year and it could be because there's, you know, the, the, the feet, the overall, the landscape is it's a little bit more wide. It's, is, is this as wide open as it's ever been? Uh, and, and on top <laughs> of that, you got a lot of good young golfers who people are learning and it's like starting to develop like connections to. I mean, am I characterizing the state of the tour correctly? Yeah, you know, I, I think you're right. And, and honestly, for all the shit that COVID gave us, the popularity of golf has never been higher because of it. Really, uh, you know, there was the old, it was the first sport back, and so everyone, if you wanted to bet on something, you had to bet on golf, or you just you know, or esports, or whatever the else, whatever else was going on. I bet a lot of horses in, in COVID, uh, you know, for better or worse. I think we all horses, did poker, <laughs> yeah. But ultimately, simulations, you know, yeah, yeah it's just weird <laughs> shit. And now it's like it's an actual sport, and and you know, what when when COVID came back. You had huge winners. You had guys that you know were were some of the better players winning golf tournaments immediately after. You know, you had Daniel Berger, who is a, a two-time winner prior. Obviously, Colin Morikawa won an event, and then you know uh, followed that up with with a with a major victory. So, and even Never if you look at like the landscape of golf in general from a recreational standpoint, more golf is being played now than ever before. I mean, 
it was like, I think like, like December, I wanted to put a club in my bag and, and I was calling around the different, you know, uh, used club places. I could not, they had no used clubs because everyone's playing. So, and you know, based on, you know, the, the, the popularity, but also it goes so well with golf, uh, with betting uh, golf and betting is like peanut butter and jelly. Really? I mean, there's so much shit you can bet on that. You know, if it's, whether it's first round leader, whether it's every single day, head to heads, whether it's an outright, it, it's just a whole plethora for anyone who likes to degen out, like, you know, everyone listening and obviously me as well. So <laughs> I think it, it just kind of unlocked what, you know, I, I obviously watch it and, and you know, I've, I've been able to enjoy it forever. It just unlocked it for, every, for everyone else. And at this point, there's so many young stars. We finally moved past Tiger needing to be involved for things to be interesting because there's Great so point. many good players. He has basically created all these guys. And, you know, you get a full generation in now to where, you know, you have so much talent. And the best guys win all the time. That's what I like. It's like you're every week you're getting an elite <laughs> guy winning. You don't get a lot of random dudes anymore. So, you know, all that coupled together, it, you know, I think that this will probably be, you know, nothing's going to be 2019. Let's be real. Like, I, I think the whole world was watching when Tiger won 2019. But outside oh, of that, I would say this this will be the that most was the the top most sports moment. That was the top that sports was, moment. Of that my life. Hugged, hugged, yeah. Hugged, yeah. hugged yeah. his boy. And oh, my God. It was amazing. I mean, I mean. Yeah. Yeah. You you nailed too like uh, the 2020 resurgence of go. Not only the fact that like people could go play around by themselves. Yeah. You know, uh, it's I mean you could go hit against the wall, but some of these sports that you could play, it's no fun going shooting hoops by yourself. No, it's no fun going hitting the ball against a wall, a tennis wall by yourself. But like a round of golf by yourself when you have to be socially distanced. Like I think a lot of people found a nice way to get out during this and still be active, do something outside when they were, you know, losing their mind. And I mean, the phrase country club bookie comes to mind too. There's a lot of country club. Oh, yeah. Like that's where people find their locals a lot. I bet it In was fact, actually. Yeah. I mean, everybody knows like a country club bookie. So, I mean, the fact that the, maybe the, the timing just, I hate to ever, you know, view Corona as a positive, but the timing of the pandemic combined with the, you know, dispersion of legal outs in different places, sure. all these people that loved to bet at the golf course, whether it was on sports through their local bookie or just betting on the rounds. I mean, golf, you think of all the sports you can play with your buddies, like tennis, basketball, you know, whatever, pick up football, even like golf is easily the, the, the obviously the best to bet on with your friends. There's a million ways to, you know, bingo, bango, bongo or skins or whatever you want to do. Like these people are just degenerates anyway that love <laughs> golf. I mean, this, so like, it, I mean, it was a perfect storm and I'm glad to see it. It's, it's a ton of fun to bet and everything. And even, yeah, I'm going to try to get out and play a little more. My kid wants clubs. I bought him, uh, I, I bought him some tiny little clubs for Easter and he, he hauled awesome. off and whacked one 40 yards. You should see these. Like the the driver head is the same size as like an adult driver head because like for the forgiveness factor I think so he just sw- it looks like he's swinging a goddamn toilet seat on a stick <laughs> and just, I mean, but he hauled off and hit one so uh, yeah I'll be out on the course this year nice man nice um, well the uh, this is yeah, I I can't I can't uh, say enough positive things about this event it's so fun to watch it's such a spectacular production from the television you know, packages that they put together to, uh, you know, date really, actually my favorite is 
is Thursday and Friday. Yeah. Watch, you know, streaming it on the app. Like it's such a, it's so slick. It is so, uh, such a, uh, tailored to the, uh, you know, to the hardcore degenerate, you know, watching your, you know, you know, group by group or, uh, you know, watch just sit, sitting there at Amen Corner and watching the same couple holes, but see all the golfers come through. Like, there's a lot of great ways to experience this tournament. They do a really good job. Um, I guess uh, let's start with this. Let's start with Augusta National. Um, people often point to Augusta as one of the places where course history tends to actually matter. Uh, and I'm putting this lightly because oh. we've kind of in the handicapping community around golf, there's been sort of this roller coaster of, well, if you're not incorporating course history, then you're stupid. You know, like you don't have a chance to beat the book. And then, oh, and now that's it, it, actually it's way overrated, <laughs> except at a couple of places. And, and I think, you know, this is one of those where everybody pretty clearly uh, respects the fact that if you have performed well in your lifetime, at Augusta National or regularly, then your chances are better than if this was at an average course. So the U.S. Open moving around the country from course to course. You know, this is this is a course that I think tailors to a couple of strengths. Obviously, lefties tend to play well here. Uh, it shouldn't be breaking news if you care about the Masters or if you've bet on this <laughs> event in the past. Um, but I guess are there things about the course that uh, you've heard this week, uh, James, as we've kind of worked our way towards the uh, the tee off that are worth incorporating into your handicap you know i think the very first place to start is november and, and a lot of people are, are looking at the, the what happened in november and dj absolutely going crazy sure on a course that played very soft and i don't i don't know how much you can grab from that we'll never well, hopefully we never see augusta in november again uh and, and so you know that, that's one of those things where it's like you know that golf course played a very specific way and it's played like that in the past i mean you know spieth went bonkers you know oh yeah even Tiger, although you know, while, while lapping the field, went bonkers. Uh, it's it's there. I don't think it's going to be there this this year. Uh, for for all the accounts, and you know, we have to kind of rely on on a lot of the, of the qualitative stuff that we get from Twitter, from reporters, and all that yes. stuff. Yes. Hard and fast is what everyone's saying. They haven't had any rain, and hard and fast is going to equal poor scores. And and the nice thing is, is we've seen a lot of golf courses in 2021 play like this. You know, like when we look at Riviera, when we look at what they did to Tory. You know, they made those golf courses difficult. And the only way, if you want to rein back the distance that is happening across golf, is to make golf courses hard and fast. You're not going to do it in, in, with technology. You're not going to do it with golf balls. It, make it so if a guy's hitting a wedge, he has to, it's not spinning back. It's bouncing and, and rolling out a couple yards because it's a lot harder to control. So yeah, I don't know if Augusta really gives a shit what DJ did because it was a whole different time frame. but they're going to make that golf course as hard as they can, but also fair, right? Because they want to, you want birdies. You want a fun, you don't want a US Open type event where it's a, you know, a pure, just uh, you know, their their U.S. Opens have been complete shit shows where it's like no one's doing anything. And I, I think that's a little bit boring too. But from everything that we've seen, it's going to play difficult, which will lend itself better to the guys with the good short games. Uh, you know, to to the guys who can who can uh, hit irons, not necessarily even close to the hole, just not make mistakes, right? Okay. Because you can hit in poor places and be completely screwed, or you can hit in the correct places and, and be fine. You know, Augusta does lend itself, and we don't have great strokes game data from Augusta because they don't give us that stuff, but. It does lend itself to bombers, especially right now, more so than it has in the past, more so than even iron players as it has, uh, you know, as most golf courses do. 
Uh, and a lot of that has to do because there's some pens you just cannot get it close to, right? So, mm. you know, your, your stroke and approach stuff is, is more a, a pinpoint uh, approach into greens rather than, you know, trying to flag everything because, you know, Got if it. you miss, it'll it'll completely screw you. So, you know, I, I think this is going to play difficult. I think it's going to be a great tournament, obviously. But I'm looking for guys who, you know, uh, inform. And, and ultimately, I look for elite guys. <laughs> I don't see a random dude winning this thing considering the kind of field we have, considering the kind of form these guys have. So, I mean, that's kind of where I'm starting. And, and I, I feel like the course is going to play a lot closer to like 10 to, to, to 13 under than it is the 20 that we saw. Where do you draw the line at elite? Top 20? I would say I, I would say probably like top 12. 30 in the world. Okay. Yeah. I, okay. I, and even in, if you want to talk, you know, in the, in the book, I would say I don't see how anyone 50 or above wins. That's for damn sure. Yeah. Okay. I, I think that's completely fair. And that, that's uh, you know, we've had some yeah strong agree on everything there. We've had some weird events here where <clears throat> you know early in January we had the uh, you know a WGC event. We've had match play, which was super weird. But you know this field, um, we we were just talking about this in the golf chat with the cut. Like it is so incredibly hard to miss the cut. Yeah, and I think if we do, and th that's what I think is so interesting about this tournament, especially if they make it a little tougher. I'm with you. I don't love like a rocket mortgage challenge where somebody's going to be 28 under and win it. Not only just because it's like, oh, you just, you know, you just ass blasted this course. That's, <laughs> it's not that fun to watch. Like it'd be like Tiger playing your Muni. Like, oh, you're going to drive all our fours and, you know, with your broken legs, you'd probably still shoot six under here. So it, I don't love that. I like it when you end up with a tournament with like 10 under for a winner because it Correct. does, it, it does lend itself to a tighter, a tighter uh, distribution of the scores and you end up with more people and like nothing worse than a runaway winner really for a watching standpoint. Sure. So if this, if this plays to like a, you know, 10 to 12 under kind of winner this weekend, the fact that, you know, it's nearly impossible to miss the cut if you're, unless you're playing like absolute garbage or you're an amateur or you're 75 years old coming back <laughs> to play it as a, a former winner. Yeah. You know, th there's going to be, that's what I love. There, there's going to be a lot of guys that are in contention Saturday morning there's hopefully going to be a lot of guys in contention come Sunday. I love those races on Sunday afternoon to the, you know, to the finish. And, you know, like we've had in the past, there are, there are some times where somebody gets away from it and just runs away and hides. And so, so be it, there's some really, really good golfers here every year, but I, that's kind of what I'm hoping for in the, in this field. And I'm kind of in the same, the same boat as James here. I'm not, looking for some 200 to one guy to take a tickle on, you know, it's, it's not that kind of tournament where, I mean, a debutante's never won. It's no, just, fuzzy yeah. Zeller begs to differ. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I forgot fuzzy. Wow. Yeah. Put some respect on his name. Yeah. yeah I forgot about fuzzy. Well, well, I'll edit that part out. But essentially like you, you don't win this. If it's your first yes. time out there's, yeah. and honestly, I doubt we'll ever have a Keegan again. Like just even in majors, yeah. like that sort of shit is so hard to do. So it's, it's, it's likely going to be someone near the top, but there are so many people near the top that it's, it's not just like, Oh, we'll take the top four guys and Dutch them out and probably win something here. And okay. even the quick follow-up to that, uh, Justin Ray, who, who tweets awesome stuff, 35 straight major championships have been won by players in the top 50 in the world golf rankings. So, I mean, you know, we, we kind of know where to draw the line. I think that that's pretty clear. What about the counter argument to this, which is, which is to say there have been just an absolute epidemic of first time, first time major winners. Yeah. Like going back like the last 12, I want to say we've had eight, nine. I mean, there's like a lot of guys, uh, you know, breaking their maiden in the, in the, you know, in the slams right now. Um, I, I, 
I don't know that that's predictive at all, but uh, it does, you know, it does tell you a little bit about the mental makeup of these guys who are coming up. Like it doesn't take them long <laughs> to like yeah. acclimate to success on this door. And, you know, you don't have guys choking just because it's their first time. And that's um, absolutely true because, you know, I, these guys play, are playing some super high pressure golf tournaments since they're like 12 at this point. Sure, like, yeah. it, it's well established. So, I mean, we're looking at a guy like Xander Shoffley, number one, he's sitting at 18 to one. Uh, uh, even even Hovland's at forty six to one hasn't won a major, but has won every single tournament you know since he was a kid. So you, you might get that. I'm not saying that's impossible. This course doesn't lend itself to that. I would say. I would say that's okay. more more of a PGA, more of a US Open type thing. Personally, okay. And, yeah. and like just the way Morikawa plays, like the way his game sets up, that was. I mean, I was almost mad I didn't have a piece of that when he won because it was, it was like Jesus Christ. The, you know, the kid is. Not by accident or just like by a hot streak. Like legitimately, you come in and play, and you're like a top ten irons player immediately. Yeah. Like, well, fuck, this guy's gonna win some tournaments. Yeah. Like that, you know, th there's gonna be some some fields where he's top five or wins right away. And sure, shit, we miss that. But yeah, it's it's a lot trickier here. Okay, so let's let's speak to that a little bit more. Um, characteristics that make a, a successful golfer here. I think everybody pretty much knows this, so this shouldn't be earth shattering. I'm not giving away a massive edge here. This is all built into the pricing, I would guess. Um, driving accuracy doesn't matter as much as driving distance. Is that fair? In general, in general, if you're scoring, if you're in general, if you're if you're competing, you're scoring on the par fives at Augusta, and in fact. You're scoring, I think, regularly. Like if you're you, like you, you need to be hitting birdie on all, all, uh, all of your par, par five opportunities yeah. to get into the minus ten range. Realistically, right? It makes I me would, think of Reed yeah. coming down the stretch on Sunday. Like, it is kind of hard to get in trouble with your first shot because he kept trying, and it's it's <laughs> like oh he's in, it's like oh he's in the pine straw, and, and I mean it's almost like. Some it's I feel like they need to do something with bunkers differently here soon because like some of the like hitting out of a bunker I mean just I'm talking about the PGA in general these bunker shots it's like so they're using them to catch the ball. I have an so answer I, for that by the way. Yeah, I, I mean don't rake them. Don't rake them. Don't rake them. That's throw some rocks. That in makes them very difficult if you don't rake them, right? Yeah. To me, yeah. that would be the answer. But, but anyways, I mean, that's that's, that's, that's the thing. Show. So like, it's it, it's a lot harder to get in trouble with your first shot here. Yeah. So yeah, if if you're not accurate, but you're still plenty long, I mean, hitting out of the pine straw is not that big of a deal. There's a lot of guys that are pretty damn accurate with that shot. And then I mean, it, it's 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 that second shot that can get you in trouble. And I, you roll up the green. I, yeah, I would even take that a, a step further and say, it's almost a given these guys are going to kill the par fives because the par fives yeah. are very okay. easy. And I would say to, to be successful here is how you play the par fours. Now, okay. are you you cannot give away strokes and win. You can break even and win, but you have you need to make some birdies on the par fours, which is all against the field. Anybody on a par fours against the field, the par fours play very tough. So it's you know, do you must you be successful in the par fives? Absolutely. Most of these guys will be because they are rather easy. It's to me, it's birdie or better on the par fours. Who can who can give themselves the opportunities? on those uh, difficult holes and not make mistakes on those holes as well. Okay. So in that sense, scrambling matters a little bit? That So this is the hard part, and this is the hard part every single week handicapping golf. We don't know what the hell this thing is going to set up like, right? <laughs> okay. And yeah. we're trying to figure it out. And, and all we can do is use you know what we see and what we hear to try and understand what the course is going to be. Sure. So if, if the course plays hard, hell yeah, that's going to matter a lot. 
So, you know, and I, I look at Torrey Pines as a perfect example. I didn't think Torrey Pines was going to play nearly as hard as it did this year. And I made a big mistake with that. But it's very – so I didn't have a great week. I didn't, I wasn't on read, which is you – know, I'm always on read. So I, I was. It, it surprised me that it played that hard. But as soon as, it, as soon as you see it, you're like, holy shit, like this is set up for him because he is the best scrambler and the most clutch putter that we have probably and the guy that you want in those conditions, right? He's good at, yeah, getting those extra shots out. Yeah, get a couple, couple of gritty. Those, yeah, he's gritty. He's, gritty. Yeah. he's a grinder. Yeah. And, and grinder, so, yeah. yeah. And grinding so the, he's grinding those edges. Yeah, definitely. You know, walking, <laughs> yeah. The, walking, a, walking a fine line. Very thin, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, embedded balls, maybe. Who knows? You know, I, Who knows? again, so it's just, it's, it's very difficult to understand, to know exactly how this is. If we just knew that we, we can make a lot of assumptions right now. But we don't, and we're not going to until we see those first couple shots on 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 Thursday, and then even then, they could just stop watering it and make it absolutely impossible on Saturday and Sunday. You know, I mean, that's completely in in the realm of possibility. So, uh, you know, trying to every single week trying to understand how a course is going to play is like your first challenge, especially courses like you know like this where they can they can do whatever they want with it. Okay, so so far I'm at uh, upweight uh, course history. I'm at uh, downweight. Driving accuracy, upweight driving distance, upweight scrambling, um, upweight tee to green. Can we talk about course history? Or up, upgrade, uh, upgrade, yeah. uh, uh, strokes can, and. Can we talk about course history? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. So to qualify for this golf tournament, yes. you have to be top 15 in the world or have won a golf tournament right. within the previous calendar year. Some would say you have to be elite. So, <laughs> you, you, yes. I mean, that's, you know, that's kind of what I'm getting at here. So, yeah. We're, 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 it's like chicken or the egg. What happened first? Like, does the guy play well here, or is it just because if to have course history, you're elite, right? So, I, I'm interested in like, there are very few guys who are like ultra elite in their careers who play shitty here. <clears throat> my, my example for this, and this is a one off, yeah. but there are very, there are many more. More, uh, 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 Molinari had terrible course history leading up to the 19 True. Masters. True. He was a fave for all the sharp guys. I was on him for everything because his his form, which to me, recent form is a way bigger indicator for how you're going to play here than anything else. It's not even it's not, it's not even close. Like if you look at like other than Reed, like everyone had won in the calendar year prior to winning the Masters. Right. That was like a really simple thing in terms of success. And, and you can even take that further. So Molinari, terrible course history. Awesome form. You only you're bad. You have bad course history until you don't. Until you play well, you <laughs> yeah. know what I'm saying. Well, and, th and that so was such like, a well, price. I, I, that was Patrick Reed. Patrick Reed was garbage. Yeah, I mean, and pa one, Patrick yeah. Reed, Patrick Reed's an enigma. But like, I remember that with James and the uh, the Molinari plays, and you know, obviously it didn't work out uh, with a, an outright. But I mean, the head to heads crushed because he was priced like a middle of the field guy, like a middle of the back here. guy, because he had never played well, and he was in that final group. Which I mean, I was fun fans cheering against him like that. that I almost felt Never bad. Like, yeah, and yeah. yeah, it did kind of break him for yeah. a little while. He, he he had a nice, you know, he had a nice season, but that's where some of this pricing comes in. And you know, so much of what you did there was pricing pace. Like, hey, this guy is getting priced like he's going to play like shit just because it's just Georgia. Because okay. Whereas if you look at you know you take you take a composite of like last so many rounds and then you keep breaking that down and look for a guy that's on the upswing like this guy is he's played good over the last like six months he's played even better over the last three months over the last month he's really just 
you know, maybe some bad luck, but still stroking it well. A good ball striker. He hit the ball long ways. He's getting priced like the guy who played here last year, or he's getting priced like a guy who was playing last summer who didn't do so well, missed a bunch of cuts, you know, ejected at like the Honda early in the year, but otherwise has played well. And then, you know, you end up with these good prices on a few people like that. And I think that's kind of, that's not like a master's tip. That's kind of a, you know, how to look at some of the pricing on these guys in general, because recent form is, I I hate to like go a full hot hand fallacy, (laughs) but when people are playing good golf, they play good golf. Oh yeah. We'll get into current form because I have a couple pointed questions about that for a couple of guys that are at the top of the board right now. Um, But to kind of close the book on course history. So then James, would you say it is narrative bullshit then? That people who, who are like, well, you got to know the, all the greens run towards Ray's Creek. And like, you know, you, you, you write down your notes from 20, 2005 Masters and it comes into play because the conditions are exactly the same on day three. And when you need that shot, you've had it before. You know, I mean, like all that stuff is narrative garbage, you think? Look, I, I'm not going to go that far because there's a lot of guys <laughs> that I respect who are very fucking smart who think it's something. And I, okay. I mean, look, they're smarter than I am. So. Maybe there's something there again. The way I handicap golf, I, I come. I just I'm a I'm a logical based golfer from my you know my personal experiences, my personal education. That's how I that's how I bet. I just don't think you can you, you step up on a, on, a, on a, a, a shot and because the grass is a certain way, you play better. I, personally, I don't really think that. I think if you're hitting if you're striking the ball, take that anywhere. You take it to the fucking Mars if you want, and you're going to play well. Now, if any golf course. Was there if is is course history uh, a key factor at any golf course? It would be here. I don't really think it's a factor almost anywhere else. I very it's a very tiny bit of what I put into to my model. Okay, it's more here than it is anywhere else. But I also think the way that it gets it gets weighted across the the narrative way more than it really should. I guess okay. that's kind of me towing the line, being a, a little bitch. And you know what? Like, that you know what <laughs> that that is a completely fair way to put it. So is it is can I can we rewrite this narrative in a way that makes sense and say? Look, if you're, if you are, if your form, if your form is hot, you can come in here and play well, even if you never have before. But if your form is trash, maybe this is the st- spot you need to kind of get your, you know, your season on track to a degree, right? Like, cause we've seen some guys come in just playing like dog shit yeah. and all of a sudden they're, you know, you know, they're, they know, they, they're reading the course like a book and it's like, oh, this guy's got life. These guys got sure. a chance. Jordan Spieth, you know, is a guy that kind of comes to mind the last couple of years in that regard. But, uh, you know, it's, yeah, it, it's, it's, yeah, but it's, he's hot right now. Like, he's yeah, hot right he's now. Defin- yeah, right. This is the definition I mean, it's, of like, it's current things form, it's like you know? this is probably the one place where if you've had success, you can probably remake that. Okay. I, I would, I would say, but, should it be weighed more than I mean? I think I, I think that the general narrative is that it matters a shitload, and I think the I think it matters a tiny bit. I guess that's that's what I'm what I'm going with. Okay, that 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 makes sense. It's probably overblown though, because people don't have a lot to talk. It's about. and it's easy. That's the problem. It's just an easy <laughs> way to analyze something. It's like oh, and there's played. not a lot of data that can prove people wrong because they don't give out the strokes gain data. That's hundred yeah. percent. Question here from the chat, and I, it got me thinking about Bryson last year, and I got I like to thinking this. about this too. As far as this does play in a little to the experience, and the you know for the podcast listeners, I'll read it. Steven says, "What do you think about the fact that players can't use green books? Does that factor in your handicap?" And I mean, before James answers too, like, and I'm just going to add to the question: some of these guys who've never played a Masters, 
some of these guys who've only played one, maybe they've only played last November or one or two, like they've still played Augusta a bunch. Like they still have opportunities to come down here and play a bunch of rounds. It's not like, you know, they missed the cut and they've played two rounds at Augusta ever. And they still get some chances at these greens. It just, you know, they haven't played it in a competitive setting. I think that does probably make a bit of a difference. Yeah. You know, I, I first and foremost, I love it. I, I don't think there should be green books. Uh, I, I I dislike them. I think they suck for pace of play. I I don't really believe in them. I look at them personally, and I'm like, what the fuck is this? I have no clue what, what it looks like when I'm when I'm trying to read one. Uh, and I, I really just think it, 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 it they're not necessary. This is it should be more of a field game than you know the green books make it more mechanical. When it comes to Bryson, I'm not worried about it. The guy's one of the best players on tour. Like he he should be fine, and, and he's also an ultra elite guy. When it comes to just his his pedigree, I mean, he's won everything, and he's played here multiple times. He had the first round lead here, you know. So, it, you know, does the the anti no green books? Does it help certain players? Does it hurt certain players? Maybe mentally, like you're you're more field players, like a John Rom, uh, who you know, or how Tiger putts, and you know that that kind of stuff may help. But again, Bryson didn't have a problem without green books when he was six under uh, in nineteen, uh, tied with Brooks for for the first round. So. I think it's a, it, again. There's a lot of narratives, a lot of stuff going on. A lot of it is just it's just smoke. I don't think it, it matters all that much, personally. Okay. Okay. Cool. All right. Let's let's pivot then to uh, to current form. <clears throat> yeah, I feel like somebody was low amateur in one of those tournaments I talked about. Was it the Willet one? Was was Bryson low am? Probably. Uh, I think Bryson was low amateur back yeah. then. I mean, I he, he, was. he won the US Am, so he qualified. So yeah. I think he was. Yeah, I think he was. The um uh so about current form. <sighs> Do I upweight a certain portion of the calendar relative to, say, you know, the West Coast swing? Like, do I care more about how they looked in Florida than I care about how they looked on the West Coast? Um, do I look at certain courses as indicators? I've heard a lot of people bring up Riviera as that kind of key example. Like, they play their the correlation is super high in terms of just the way people play here. They play there, right? You know, you hear you hear that kind of stuff. It all feels narratively kind of nonsensy. Um, but I guess how in in assessing current form, are we taking really just 2021? You know, and are we evaluating players how they played against equal strength fields? Because a guy like Dustin Johnson. It's tough for me to tell you what his current form ought to be because, yeah, he won a tournament in the desert that was pretty weak. Uh, he came to uh, to Riviera. He should have won that tournament. He was playing well enough, but he was a pretty under. It was a pretty unimpressive performance from him. Uh, you know, do we think he he's even close to the level that we saw last November? I think there's a chance he's not. And you know, we know how hard it is to repeat here. I think is is Dustin Johnson eating up too much of the top of the market? And what would what would you say about uh, kind of evaluating current form relative to time and relative to the courses and fields played against? I think it's the most important aspect to look at. And, you know, for me, that's, that's where I start. I start with, uh, uh, you know, more, I, I shouldn't say, I start with form is the most important aspect to look at. Right. So whether or not you want to break that down 24, 50, 70, however many X rounds you want to look at, that is where you have to start your, your dive into any golf tournament, whether it's Augusta or, you know, shitty ass Valero, whatever it might be. Sure. So, I mean, I think this question is, 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 is two for, you know, we could talk about Dustin Johnson. Obviously there, there's a lot to talk about there, but at the same time, Augusta is a place where players have won previously. They are, it's a, it's a place where other than Reed, which was an interesting situation in, in and of itself, they have shown 
they have shown form. Even Willett had won a Dubai tournament before he came to the Masters. A lot yeah, of guys sure. were on him, right? Uh, you know, last year, uh, you know, obviously with, with DJ playing absolutely out of his mind leading up to the Masters was the absolute prohibitive favorite. I bet on him because he, there were, he should have been like a, like probably eight to one or seven to one when, when he went off. Obviously, you know, won by a shitload. So, uh, to me, this is this this is every week. Every week, I'm looking for guys who are hitting it well. This is no this not because of the Masters, not because uh, of what this tournament is. It's every single week. I want guys who are striking it well. Are they putting well? Yeah, that's that's a lot less uh, of an indicator of future success than you know how well you're hitting it. So, I, I, to me, it's no different than any other week. Now, if you want to talk about DJ DJ specifically. I'm a little worried about that guy right now. I don't have any idea why he went. He uh, signed up to play last week at the Valero Texas Open, and then with the, the rage sign up. That makes me. That makes me think like, what the this yeah, guy what's is, going is on? What's, what's, what's going on with this? Yeah, what's what's you going know, on up top? But this happens, man. You win the Masters, and you're. I mean, that's a, a lifetime achievement. Like you've made it. You're done. <laughs> you know, yeah. like that is you know, again. I mean, we can look at Tiger in 19, which uh, obviously there's that that that's he already had his career, and you know he's a different human being, but. After that, we didn't see, we haven't seen Tiger Sons, right? And I think, I mean, even Danny Willett, we haven't seen that. Like, what it, about it, Sergio's victory last? Sergio, I mean, this is like, a, this is a normal pattern for winners, right? Who aren't yeah. named Tiger Woods because he's an absolute lunatic, right? Uh, yeah. You know, I, I pulled Dustin Johnson 54th at, at WGC, 48th of the players, which the players is, is almost a throwaway. He hasn't played well, but he's only played four times in the United States since the Masters. Right, he played in Dubai because he's you know he's taking the blood money out there in the desert. But you know, sure. I, I just and he he won there by the way. So I mean, it's not yeah, like, it poorly. <laughs> you know? kind of a kind of it, a weak field though. It, I mean, yeah, it was it was top heavy. There were some good guys up top, but okay. you know, I'm I'm just looking at like I don't like a guy like you can't lose four points on uh, four, four strokes on approach at the players and then you know just kind of flip it back. He lost ten strokes at the WGC at as concession uh, putting, which is like I mean that's very difficult to do. It, it's really hard. So. <laughs> Where his game is, 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 is that, you know, that's a whole other question. I like guys who are playing well. He won't be on my card, but I mean, if he won, would we all be surprised? Absolutely not. Andy, should he be the favorite? It's hard to, it's hard to take too much of that in. Like we're, we're still talking DJ, the, you know, the brain stuff, I guess. Like he was probably just mad about that match play. Like he he should have weird tournament, which is a weird thing to be mad about. I think it just speaks to how competitive he is. Like he should have won that group. He played pretty well, and match plays goofy. Like uh, who was it the first day who did not? I mean he he didn't have anything worse than a par, and lost his matchup. I'm trying well, to think of that. What Cantley um, led the entire field and strokes gained T to green didn't get out of yep, the group. Lost his matchup. Like like strokes is <laughs> like, such a weird one. <laughs> And that, that that's where like I think he's fine because he's still playing well. He like he played well. He just got really pissy that he didn't do well and win his group at least, and went home. And then he rage signed up for Valero. And then I think later that <laughs> night over over a cold one, he's like, "Well, I I'm not going Wait. to San Antonio. Like, what, what? Why would I go to San Antonio? Like, no, I'm gonna go east. So." He, I think cooler heads prevailed. I think he's probably fine. And yeah, I mean, just he should probably be, you know, favorite or co-favorite here. I actually make Rom the favorite person. Some some of the stuff he did down the down the stretch. <laughs> we'll get I love Rom though. We'll get to Rom, Rom. Well, Rom's got big dick energy right now. Ah, uh, yeah, he's got the the nappy factor. We'll get to that in a, okay. in, a, in in due course. Let's go down so the continue to go down these uh, these lines and just talk about your boy Bryson. 
next. Bryson DeChambeau notably uh, reinvented his game during the pandemic to add uh, something, what, like 100 yards to his drive? Yeah, just approximately. Um, anyway, he's it, it's it's wild watching him play. <laughs> he's, fun. He's a, it's fun. Uh, and he's hitting it longer than we've seen anyone consistently hit a golf ball in a long time, which means a lot of these birdie opportunities for everybody else on par fives are going to be eagle opportunities for him. Uh, and similarly, you know, it, 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 the the um, the longer par fours, you know, like hole five and um, and hole uh, hole eleven, like you know, if you add if you have distance there, uh, you know, all of a sudden that second shot becomes a lot more, uh, you know, a lot more friendly. Um, do we have? And, and honestly, until he won the Arnold Arnold, Arnold Palmer, <clears throat> excuse me, I wasn't sure he really had the form. I wasn't really buying it. Like I felt like he was a little, you know, a little off this year. Um, but sure enough, he goes down to Florida, he picks up a win, uh, and he is currently in the eleven to one ballpark across the board right now. Um, I feel like we ought to be talking about him in the same way we were talking about him in November. Not all that much has changed. If anything, he's just gotten, you know, he's kind of shaken the, you know, shaken the, uh, the, uh, the, the public stink off of him to a degree. Yeah. Uh, you know, is this, uh, I, I don't know. I just, I feel like he ought to be the, the tournament favorite. Am I, am I missing something obvious, Andy? I mean, I think a lot of people are going to take into account November. And, you know, he did have a win and man, when he's on, like people, people want to concentrate and I don't want to say it's the wrong thing. Cause it's not the wrong thing to concentrate on, especially when you can have some of these short irons into fives, like, Hey, I mean, you know, stranger things have happened. You can bet. Will, will there be an albatross? Like he's going to have some, some decent <laughs> well, shots. At some, yeah. Well, he's going to have some decent shots at some of these fives. Um, but anyway, like people do concentrate cause he, well, he turned his whole body and hit a fucking ball over the water where, you know, you probably shouldn't do that. Like fun stuff like that sells tickets. It gets tweets. It, you know, that was every sports account on Twitter was retweeting that or showing videos of that. Like there was a big deal in kind of a whole home tournament. It was a, uh, you know, it, it was, it was like the highlight of the tournament really. And it, he went in the rough. Like it wasn't even that good of a shot. Like I think he made birdie on the hole, whatever, but his putting like gets overlooked a lot. That guy can, I mean, ju just like what you saw from Spieth when he started getting hot and it's like, Oh shit. Spieth's irons are kind of saving him a little, but not only that, like he's reading every green perfectly. Everything is in or really close. Like he's getting hot. His putting is good. It's not, a, you know, it was usually two sides, the, the putting, the putting and the driving just weren't there when everything kind of came back to, you know, a, a stasis. It's like, oh, Spieth is a good player again. Whereas Bryson, <laughs> Bryson sunk some nasty putts that day against. Uh, was it? Yeah, it was Westwood in the final group. It's like, yeah, you you felt like Westwood was really pushing. And it's like, man, he's going to win this tournament. And then Bryson just sinks another one. Just bang, ho hum. Bang, there's bang. another, you know, twenty footer. Bang, bang, bang. So he, if he doesn't <clears throat> get in his own head, and he doesn't make some stupid, you know, mistakes here with uh, his second shots, hit him into the berry bushes and whatnot. If he just, I think he was just so amped up. He probably yeah, had right. way too many protein shakes that day. <laughs> like he, he just, he looked, I don't want to say nervous, but like nervous energy. If he can just calm down and play how he plays, I mean, he should be one of the, yeah, he should be one of the top few guys here because yeah. you hit the ball 300. 
75 goddamn yards, it's you're gonna yeah. be at a big advantage, especially scoring yeah. on these five. Distance matters here, it does. And, uh, yeah, it's, also, yeah, just because you know, obviously, winning the Arnold Palmer was great. I look at his third at the players as even more influential here, okay, because that's a golf course where you can't bomb and gouge it, it's impossible. Uh, you'll get in trouble. He's taking he only gained uh 1.8 strokes on approach at the players, and he finished third. He was in the final group, obviously, it didn't work out for him. JT went bonkers. 5.1 strokes on approach is like that is where he he people don't give him enough credit for how good he is at, at every aspect of the game. They want to talk about how he bombs it, one of the best putters. And you know, if he's going to gain five strokes on approach, he's going to be right there every single week. So, and sure. he's a hard worker too. So, uh, you know, to me, I love him this week. And again, I always for the Masters especially, I love pedigree. Like I like guys who have won shit, like won everything. It, it, he won an NCAA championship. He's won the U.S. Amateur. He's won a U.S. Open. I mean, when you just win that much shit, you're going to be fine down the stretch at, at, a, at a tournament like Augusta where we've seen a lot of guys melt, right? So yeah. I like that as well. And, you know, I think he can get it done multiple ways, which is what he's going to – you know, you're going to have to do that. Uh, and the, there's the embarrassment factor too. I think he was a little embarrassed because yeah. he he talks mad shit about Yeah, he course. really did. And yeah. he had to eat a little crow. Or I, I, You're not hearing quotes from him this week. So yeah, I, I, got, I, yep, great point. Yeah, well, no. Hopefully, two, hopefully, he's just he's he's maybe not even like I have to go out and win this. He's like I have to at least compete here to yeah, make I up some, some of the embarrassment. I gotta be in the conversation, and yeah, that's a bad for me. I bet him at thirteen. So okay, cool. Okay, yeah, I'm good I'm to know. Be honest. I, uh, he owes me. So <laughs> go, go ahead and then whatever you have now, and then we'll hit this question. I was just gonna say, low M. He, you know, his best finish here was when he was the low M, twenty sixteen. He was 21st. Uh, since then, it's been a little bit of a, a headache for him to do well here. Anyway, uh, yeah, what's uh, you want to? Uh, uh, I'll give uh, the give the floor to James. What are the course correlations for Augusta? Muirfield Village in Ohio is one. Are there others? And do you? I guess um, I mentioned Riviera that. off the top. Do you weight that at all? I don't. I, okay. I just to me, it's just uh, no courses like this, especially. This is a very unique place, sure. Uh, especially with the undulations and the greens, I think that's the biggest thing. They are like roller coasters. From all, I, again, I've never seen them. I don't. I, this is all from what we hear. I don't think there's a golf course all, uh, that they, these guys play regularly that are remotely similar. Mm -hmm. uh, they say concession, the WGC, uh, and you can kind of see the flybys of those that are absolutely bonkers. But uh, just, I don't really think there are any really. I mean, this is, this is Augusta for a reason. Like this is the masters. Yeah. This is the most revered, you know, golf course uh, in the, in the Pantheon of, of courses played. So, uh, you know, you would look to your older, uh, more classical tracks, you know, like a Riv, uh, you know, obviously Muirfield courses that they played a lot. I'm sure there's, there's probably better golf course, uh, you know, better correlations that we've never seen before, to be honest, yeah. don't get played year by year. So, I don't really factor it in much, and at the same time, uh, it, you know, Augusta stands alone. I would say that. Yeah, okay. but you're and not betting Max Homa because Max Homa won Riv. <laughs> yeah, I right? like Homa this week. It's his first, week, first year though, but I don't mind Homa. I think he, he played guy. last year. He got cut though, didn't he? No, this is the first time. Oh, it's the first time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you taunt, and you know, you speak about the greens too. That's another factor when you talk about. Uh, you know, you talked about the watering and what they're going to do to make the course easier or tougher. Like there are so many weird spots in these greens and where they want to put the pins. Like you can make, you can make a hole pretty easy because there's these, there's like valleys in certain spots. If you want to put a ball or the pin at the bottom of one of those valleys, like it's almost like a collection spot where you, you hit it within, you know, like a, there's a quarter of the green you can hit and it's just going to wind its way near the hole. 
But at the same time, you can put some of these holes on top of a valley, like on a saddle, where it's just yeah. impossible to find your way anywhere near. And you're almost, you know, they do this in other courses too. But I mean, sometimes there's holes where it's like, this is a two putt hole. Oh, yeah. Like I, I especially yeah. where they put the where they put the pin today. We're two putting because if you go for it, you're you're likely chipping and then two putting. And I think that's then, super important to note, though. Like the again, the data that a lot of sharp guys have say that approach doesn't matter as much here as it does elsewhere. But that's not because you 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 can't hit your irons well. It's because you can't get the ball close to some pins. Right. So you won't get those strokes gain approach numbers that you would get if you were playing. You know, you're flagging everything because you just can't. You, there's no reason to take on this pin. I'm going to hit in the middle. I'm going to two putt. I'm going to move. Course on, management. Right? So, uh, yeah, course management starts to shine. So it's like you know um, a lot of. And I've heard a lot of this narrative that like you know off the tee obviously matters. Approach you know doesn't matter as much. I almost disagree because I feel like. You know, if you can strike your irons where you want them, you may not get that stroke gain data actual point, right? You may not get that those, those stroke gain numbers, but you have to miss it in the correct spots. You have to hit it in the correct spots. You may not, you know, gain anything by doing so, but you need to be able to do that to win because you can't make mistakes with your irons. If that that almost sense. that almost spins back to course history. A little bit, We're yeah. going to keep touching on this, I guess, but it it's like you can take all the strokes gained approach data and all the irons data in the world you want. And there's something that's not quantitative that almost has to be mixed into this. You need someone who's not an idiot. Like you basically like someone. Yeah. Phil can play. Phil can do whatever he wants sometimes, but not anymore. But I mean, you do need somebody who's technically sound and you know, sometimes it comes down to the caddy honestly having a good having a good stick man's good but yeah. yeah like someone who can put it wherever they want it and is willing to put it where it needs to go because you do see some like it, it, there's holes where you shouldn't take chances like you take yeah. a chance you're in a collection area and then now you're going you're trying to get up and down and there's nowhere to get up to so you're going to get up and then two putt still where, you know, sometimes it's, it's not like laying up, but there's like layup spots in some of these greens where I'm just, I'm, I'm determined. I'm, you know, I'm, it's, I can't score on this hole. I don't want to lose strokes on this hole though. I, this right. needs to be a par hole for me. It, you know, even to follow up with that, I, I saw a couple of, of comments from Cantlay and Morikawa, who I, I think both could win this golf tournament. And they basically said, you know, you see it on TV, you, you're there forever, and you want to be able to hit it right to left or left to right. You want to be able to hit all the different shots, and it kind of takes you out of your game. And they both said, like, you know, Cantley plays a draw, a Morikawa plays a fade. Cantley's like, I just need to hit my – I need to play my game and 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 work 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 with that, not trying to sling it right to left because the whole quote-unquote calls for it, right? And Cantley said the same thing. He's like – you know, he, he's a right to left player. That's how I play. Like I need to bring my game to this golf tournament. Whereas, you know, we watch it all of our lives growing up and you see, you know, certain holes where yep. you have to hit a slinger and now you're up there. You're like, I gotta, I gotta work this thing 20 yards. That's not necessary. So some, some experience probably helps in that. And it sounds like from those guys' perspective, it definitely helps because, you know, they're going to, they're going into it. And what, you know, what they said now, whether or not they actually execute that is I'm playing my game on this golf course. I didn't before, but I know what I can do. So I'm going to, I'm going to have to put that through. You know, everyone says you have to hit a draw off the tee. DJ hits a high cut every single time, 100%. And, you know, is the, is the all-time scoring record there. So there's a lot of different ways to get to get it done. I think it's the, guy, the guys who can keep within their game are, are probably the ones who, who will be most successful. Okay. All right. Uh, well, let's in, in, in keep in going down sort of the, the uh, these elite guys and, and soliciting some, some thoughts from you on this. Uh, in the same sense that Bryson feels a little under buzz, 
this year relative to last year. Um, the speed buzz is out of control. I mean, this is out of control. Uh, I get it. I'm not saying he can't win because he won last week or because he played last week. I'm not saying that he's not going to be in the mix here, um, but I have a very hard time uh, getting on board with him being anywhere close to the top of this futures board, let alone in some places, depending on where you shop, he's the favorite practically. Um, This is a guy who a year ago was, I think he bottomed out at 92 on the official world golf ranking. Um, He, until the waste management open, he didn't really show us anything that I thought was noteworthy, uh, you know, after the restart. Um, But he's had a couple of nice performances this spring capped off with finally getting a win last weekend in, in Texas. Um, I guess, are you buying into the hype at all? The speed hype at all, James? And if not, uh, how are we attacking this? <laughs> oh, this is, a, this is a, this is a fun one. This is, I mean, is this the biggest storyline leading it up into Augusta? Probably. Sure, yeah. 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 Right. I mean, no doubt in the uh, absence of Tiger Woods, I think yeah, it which does is great. We have a lot of buzz without him. Right. So here. yeah, it's right. wonderful. Um, Hey, let me just give you some stats real quick, okay? Again, seven point strokes, seven point four strokes on approach at Valero, uh, six point two strokes on approach at Players, five point five strokes on approach at the API, and uh, four four at the AT and T, and seven point eight at the Waste. That's ultra elite shit. Like that's like wildly good. That's JT Morikawa shit. Not very many guys in this world can do that, right? That's my case for him, I guess. And obviously with the W, one of the best putters ever. I mean, that's that uh, goes without saying. Sure. Should he be priced at eight to one? Absolutely not. That's absolutely wild. Should he be even remotely <laughs> priced with like DJ and what is and, fair and price? Bryson? 20 to one. 20. Yeah. I make him like 21, something like that. Like, to 20. Yeah. Which is totally fair. So, but here's the thing the books will get all the JT uh, speed tickets they can ever ask for. So, why wouldn't they make that the number? Sure, right. and all he needs to do is hit a couple of birdies early on. Yeah, to make Thursday, birdies and that there's yeah, going to be another stampede of people who want in on this. Again, I mean, it's, it's, we have to consider this as a whole market, right? Like they are yeah. getting all the all the uh, uh, speed money that they could ever ask for. So of course they're going to make it ten, eight. Like why wouldn't they? Because they'll still bet that shit. So you know, well, it's, it's, not it's like the, the tiger numbers where it used to be like. Well, shit, you know, everyone's going to bet on him. We can't put him what he should be. We're going to have to put him where we, where we're comfortable taking, you know, the, the number one amount of action we're going to take this weekend. Yeah. And the speed thing was interesting too. Cause you know, what, what, what was it? I'm trying to think of which was it waste management. Was that one the, where he really started? You know, yeah. That was the one Brooks, I mean, he was Brooks beat him with the hole out that, that was just yeah. awesome, but uh, flagging everything. Yeah, I mean, his, was, his irons, he was yeah. on fire there. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, the irons bail out the other parts of the play sometime. And when everything, like I said, when everything started to come back, all the other parts of the play coming back, it's like, oh, shit, now the irons are like the cherry on top. And, you know, we, we, we the first week we're like, all right, let's take it easy. We won't fade him next week. We'll, 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 we'll just, we won't bet against him. But we're not betting on him. And then he, you know, he just keeps doing it. It's like, all right, he might be a bet on. This is, this yeah. is wild. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah. Okay. Here's the thing, though. He still sucks with a driver in his hand. He's he's yeah. average tour player. I mean, you gain you know point nine off the tee in, in route to a victory, spraying it all over the place. He's never been a long guy, so it's like <laughs> I, there's still a huge holes in this game, uh, and especially with the driver. Now he he can make up with it with the putter and with his chipping, but at the same time, it's like 
I, I just, you know, to be there, that's wild. Absolutely wild. He's yeah, even price, money. Price it's ridiculous. He's even money head to head right now against Cantlay. He's even money head to head right now against uh, Rory McIlroy. He is a uh, dog yeah, to Justin that's Thomas. That one I won't bet. You're no, out no, on no Rory, Rory. No Rory. The, 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 the Rory. The Rory Spieth thing. Rory. <laughs> Rory has a weird thing going on right now with his distance and what. What I mean, they both could have some awful days off the tee. Who's to say who has the worst one? And they both can make up with other parts of the game, like the the Rory Spieth bet. Or the Rory Spieth matchup is such a quick cross off. <laughs> okay, okay, we'll get to some matchups that you guys have thoughts on that. But before we do, props just now uh, make a, make the case for me to back my guy John Rombo as the first. He he would pop his cherry in terms of winning a slam or major. He would um, he would kind of carry on the progression of improving year over year here in terms of his performance. He was he was in the mix last year. Uh, I think at one point he was the second. He was like he, what a couple strokes behind um, DJ and and the second odds on favor, you know second odds favorite uh, in live, but uh, finished ninth or something like that. So <clears throat> he's a new dad. Uh, people love to talk about that having a mental impact on a golf player. Uh, there was questions whether he's even going to be able to, available for this tournament um, because he was planning on leaving where his wife to go into labor during the tournament. That's obviously now off the table. Um, he, I'm assuming he had to travel. Did, uh, his wife was in Florida, maybe. Okay, so he didn't have to like go back to he didn't have to go to Spain and then come back to Georgia. Okay, she's an American girl. Okay, um, so what is is am I am I missing something in the case for Rom because? He hasn't won anything this year. In fact, he hasn't exactly looked like he has cared a lot about golf as much as other things going on in his life, if I had to say so. Um, is it literally just the the new dad effect, the nappy factor that has people fired up about him? Because he's he's might close the favorite at, at, at Bookmaker here. That he has taken a massive amount of money in the last 48 hours in the futures market at Bookmaker. He is now 10 to 1. Uh, with DJ at plus nine twenty-five, I make him the favorite. So okay. uh, <laughs> what's what's his worst finish this year, James? Uh, well, thirty-second at the uh, the weird yeah. concession thing. Which everything you know, else is top fifteen. Yeah, most of them top ten. Three straight top tens at Augusta. I mean, there's really no no argument against him at this point, other than the baby thing, which uh, you know he cleared that. Good for her. Nice job. <laughs> Get that thing out of the way. Although, so. Can we question Rom's planning <laughs> here? Like, did he not expect them to get the Masters off in April of 2021 or what? I mean, a lot of weird shit happened during COVID, Drew. So, it's a pretty questionable <laughs> planning by by Mr. John Rombo. But anyway, no, no, hey, man. I mean, I get it. So, anyways, um, <laughs> we, well, you know, the thing that for me that always, I, I didn't think this was a golf course for Rom because. It's always been you have to flat, you have to hit irons well, and he's in that for all the all of his game. He's never been an ultra ultra elite iron player ever. Like he's an ultra elite driver, he's an ultra elite putter. He's not an ultra elite iron player, but he made an equipment change in twenty, you know, at the, at the start of this season. And man, he's been hitting his irons so fucking good. Like it's wild how good he's been his irons. I mean, oh, four point seven strokes at, at, yeah. at the players. It's been nuts. Four point eight at Genesis. Four five point four at the waist. And those are like the best he's ever in his history. Like that's the best four week, three out of four week stretch. And you know he he did lose strokes at, at the WGC Mexico weird tournament. They're you know, weird golf course. I mean that that's the best he's ever hit. 
you know, from 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 an iron standpoint. And if he ever coupled his iron play with his putter, which he switched his putters, which has had an effect on him, which is which I think is is natural. He hasn't been the ultra elite putter that he was, you know, last year or basically his entire career. Picked up a couple strokes at the players. We haven't seen him obviously, but he lost he lost strokes putting in three straight. I don't think he's ever done that prior to prior to that. You know, prior to uh, you know the the uh, the waste management this year. You know, he's going to gain off the tee. You need to gain off the tee here. If he has that iron play that he's shown, you know, over the last you know two months, he's going to be right there. You know, I, there's no holes in his game. I make him the favorite. I don't have a bet on him because I placed my bets before he had his damn kid. Yeah, but it's a favorite to me. <laughs> the, the last time he gained five strokes on approach in a tournament was at a, another. Well, I mean, we we've said it was a actually a, a more difficult course, a much yep. more difficult course, especially how they played it. Was this? Am I misremembering how COVID went? Did they play there twice in a row? Yep. They did. And the first they time they played it easy. Of, the second they, time they, of, it was an absolute like they dropped a yeah, new. They, they did the work day, <laughs> the work day thing or whatever. Yep. But yeah, Memorial was playing like a nightmare. And he and you know, that's some of the reason because strokes gained is a relative, you know, stat. You're comparing yourself against the field, but he he just looked unbothered while people were ejecting and people were getting mad <laughs> and the nightmare. course superintendent was just twiddling his mustache like a <laughs> villain and the you know people were seriously ejecting and he oh, just was well, unbothered and jack went on tv and was like watch this motherfucker like it's like wait yeah. till you see this shit like i'm about to you know, all this distance all this stuff watch this and well and they completely gutted the golf course the, as soon as the the you know they were behind the guys as they were going you know, digging up greens because Jack was like, I don't care. We're changing the greens. We're going to burn this thing out. This is going to play a lot closer to that than it will anything else. I mean, that this will be the closest tournament to what, what they saw at Memorial as they've seen since. Okay. Okay. Wow. I like him. <sighs> okay. Uh, All the top five. Not to like him. All the top five. Are you, are you bought in on the Rom nappy factor? I like him. It's a, it's a bad, it sucks. It's such a low number, but I I'm fine betting low numbers here. He's going to be in my portfolio. Rom and Bryson will be in my portfolio price. You know, I don't want to say like price be damned. I'm still going to shop and try to find the best one, but, and it sucks. I didn't have him early, but uh, maybe, you know, maybe I can find something decent on him. He'll be in there just because he is playing well. They added and a bunch yeah, of ma- they added a bunch of matchups now that we know he's for sure going to play. Baby swag too. Um, he is he is a uh, even money against uh, dust against DJ head to head. Slight favorite over JT. Uh, meaningful favorite over Bryson and um, and monster favorite over Rory. But I think this is it's important to note like matchups betting matchups and, and betting outrights are completely different. Sure. Apples and potatoes. Like it's you know his floor is like top ten here. I think I feel like wow. Bryson could completely eject, and you know we saw it. But I, I would say Bryson's ceiling is probably a little bit higher just based upon what we've seen. And you know, obviously, you know, put the U.S. Open in, in your you know in your mind and, and think about what he did there. So you know that that's that is an interesting even you know the topic on how you would approach outrights versus you know full term head to head because I'm never backing Bryson as a, as a dog to to Rom. No Rom is plus one hundred top ten. So. Even 50 50, 50 50. And bookmaker will take 20K to win 20K on that. Interestingly, you know, I found one dead I kind of like on him. Uh, dead Full heat base? will supply. Uh, yeah, that's bullshit. Three to one, John Rom bogey free round. Any round. Well, that's hard. 
I don't like that. It's hard to do. I, it's way harder I like, people I think. Like, I like props. I know. Yeah. Anybody, anybody, anybody who plays DFS knows how hard it is to find that oh bogey God. free round. Getting that bogey free round bonus. Um, Bet online has just like nothing but Bryson props again. I mean, there's a bunch of other. <laughs> there's there's so many. I'm right. I'm joking, but there's a whole Bryson section. Yeah. And so here's one. Here's one. He owes me this too, and I will bet this again. Will he drive the third green? It's a 350-yard hole. He got it right up on the lip like three times. And then one was kind of a bad drive. I think maybe cut a bunker or something. But I don't think he did it in November. I'm going to go double-check that because I feel like I bet it. And I bet it like him to drive the third green on the first round as well. I had a bunch of Bryson props. So (laughs) you can tell how my Masters went. It wasn't great. But I will probably be betting some of these. uh, Bryson to make an albatross, 66-1. to That's a terrible number. They're only offering one way because nobody bet minus hundred thousand the other way. But no I chance. like there's no chance of that I'll still probably put like a few bucks on that <laughs> just to have the ticket when it happens. Uh, Bright the, the best one is Bryson to score a ten <laughs> or higher on any hole hundred to one. What was the, what was the one where he missed the cut because he he, he hit like a ten? It was uh, a was ten. The yeah, U.S. Was, Open uh, or no? That was no, at that was Memorial. PGA. PGA yeah, Memorial. Was, okay. No, it was Memorial. Okay. <laughs> oh, that was awesome. Just, by just looking at it, it's pretty incredible. Really. Um, okay, so let's. Uh, I think we've done a fair. You know, no, you, you don't. Nobody's got a real appetite to get involved with JT. He's just kind of unsexy, and, and uh, nobody, nobody, I nobody. Bet JT. Oh, you bet JT. Yeah, oh, okay, yeah. okay. okay. I mean, yeah, just not. He's. I'm making the second favorite here. Okay. Um, elite irons, obviously, you know, the most elite iron player in the world. This side of you know, Mark out with him, but I think JT has a, a longer track record. He checks that box for having a, a solid, you know, uh, early 20, 2021. I mean, he won the players. I mean, you know, if he can, had a good just, year. if he could just gain two strokes putting over the course of, of the of the four days, I think I, I think he wins personally. If he could do that, wow. I think he wins. Because he will, he will lead this field. I, I, I would, I'd like some odds on on him to lead this field in short-chain approach. I, I would take, you know, I, I, he he will likely do that. I'm not sure why, but in the back of my head, other than his 2017 PGA Championship win, I've been underwhelmed by his play at uh, at majors. It's been underwhelming. That's why. <laughs> Is there a mental thing going on there? I mean, there's obviously a mental thing with Rory at this particular golf course. <laughs> but, yeah, he, but he keeps winning, though. You know, he 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 won. He has a WGC, he, you know, CJ Cup, which is a decent field because it's pay everyone you know to go. I mean, the guy has like what, like I think it's like ten wins, and he's like twenty seven. Sure, uh, you know that's it's 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 just hard to win majors <laughs> ultimately, right? I bet uh, I bet him to win the Masters at fifty to one one year. Oh, that's that's how long I've that's how long I've been betting on JT. Oh, <laughs> like, that's even before I did go. Like that was when he was young. I, I that was six seven years ago at least I suppose. And I just feel like you know I like guys who have who have elite elite skills at something, whether it's putting, whether it's off the tee, and you know, and, and Justin Thomas's case is he's he's the most elite iron player. So I, I like shit. He has sixteen professional wins. I mean, what are we even talking about? He's gonna win majors. <laughs> you know, yeah. that's just it's just gonna happen. And whether it's here, you know, we'll see. But I, I make him second to 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 Rom. Really, basically, him and DJ are a coin flip for me. Uh, and that's just based on what what I've seen from him in twenty twenty one. Okay. Okay. Fourteen wins on tour. I mean, that's a lot of fun. Um, let's uh, let's look past the top 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 of the board here and make a case for me for a couple other guys you got on your card uh, for outrights. Don't do it. That, Patrick Reed is the most disrespected golfer every single week, and it's and it's wild to me. 
I mean, you're looking at anywhere from like 30 to even I, I heard people tell me that they're they picking off 40 to ones on Patrick Reed, who's one here. So if you, you know, if you're into the course history narrative shit, bookmaker has him at 80, 88 right, or 38 right now. That's wild. He has a win early. Check that box. He's one here. So if you like the course history stuff, check that box. And he has nine wins on tour. Like <laughs> that's more than Finau, who's priced less. That's more than Cantley. That's more than Xander. That's more than Morikawa. That's more than, I mean, that's more than wrong. Like, wh what are we even doing here? Putting him in that price when he's proven to win at elite places across his entire career. I, that's just nobody likes the dude. So nobody bets him. So that I'll take him every like single him. time at that. Time. Okay. Yeah, I like him too. Okay. Um, Andy, how about you? Anybody off the top of the board that you're especially hot on? No, I mean, Reed, Reed was a good example just because okay. like he, he should be like 25 to one. Yeah. Like it, it's just it's just the wrong number for a guy who's won, a guy who plays well at tough courses, a guy who, you know, it just if he does get in trouble here, he's so good. Not just I don't even consider it all scrambling. Even you know, taking a wayward tee shot and making something. You just make yeah. chicken salad out of chicken shit consistently, and he can play here with these with these top players, and he's done it before, and he has a bunch of wins. Like he's a good player. Um. Speed over Reed. Are we are we serious? Like, why would why would Speed be that much shorter <laughs> in price? Like, that's wild. Those guys should be. If we anything, love I Speed. I would, we I hate make, Reed. I, I make Reed. A little, I make Reed, Reed to win this golf tournament a little bit of a favorite over over Speed. So I'm, that's I'm, cool. Um, yeah, Webb Web at like forty five or better. I don't hate. There, it's tough to make a case for some of these other guys. Like Burger's probably priced priced about where he needs to be, but I might bet him anyway just because I do love some Danny Burger. He's, I mean, in the last 10 months, he's been so good so many times. Like, he maybe should be like 35 to 1. It's not like his price is way off, but he might be a guy I bet. There's nobody really long. Um, Abe Answer's a guy I love all the time, but I don't love him here. He's 100 to 1, maybe maybe a few bucks just because he owes me. And then oh, even you can get Reed at 40 to 1. How about some each ways on those guys. Yeah, yeah th and that's good. the thing. Like some of these longer shots, I'm not real keen on taking a long shot here, where you know, like James just said, in each way, some of these guys are just going to be top twenty, top ten bets. Okay. Like, if if you really like somebody that's like 80, 100, 120 to one, how about one that yeah, I bet maybe that's 60. bet some bet some top twenties too. T Ooh, tell me, tell me Sung if I made a mistake here. Sun JM sixty to one. Um, he was. He was a debutante last year. I'm mm -hmm. not sure if you saw. He finished second. Uh, he 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 was uh, in and honestly, like I, he hasn't looked. He's he's been flying a little bit under the radar this season. Um, he did well, I thought, defending his title in uh, I can't remember which Honda. tournament it was now. Which one was it? Honda. Uh, yeah, Honda. Thank you at the Honda. Um, and I, you know, I, I like. I just I, I like the idea of a guy who. Um, Came in here debutante and played as comfortably as he did last year, really, because he looked unflappable last year. Like I kept waiting for the implosion and it just never came. Like he was just steady as she goes. Um, so that's the kind of constitution I'm interested in. In the sixty to one shot, uh, he's also top Asian at two to one. What's uh, that? Plus one forty five. Uh, Siwoo Kim is plus three sixty five, and CT Pan is plus seven hundred. Yeah, what am I? I guess. What I guess. Uh, what am I missing on? Uh, on, or at least maybe you know. Why is the market cooler on Sanjay than I am? 
uh, he, he just hasn't been striking his irons very well. He's okay. been getting it done off the tee and, and with a flat stick, which is fine. That, that's, you know, that's a recipe for success at Augusta. He can absolutely strike his irons. Like we, he's shown that in his, in his career, uh, you know, he's lost strokes on, on approach in, in five of his last six outings. So that's not ideal, but he's also gained putting. I mean, he's my gosh, these are like elite putting numbers for the last, basically the last year or for 2021. Um, can he win? I just I don't know I I don't know how he stares down DJ again. <laughs> we saw how that worked out. I don't know how he stares down JT. I, I, you know where he's at in his game. I, I I don't think he's quite ready for for a major victory just because you know that's a lot of pressure. I like guys who just have a little bit of pedigree. Yeah, ask Tony way. how that went on a Sunday walking <laughs> with the big cat. Well, that's that's a whole other world, but <laughs> that's, yeah, that, that's a whole different kind of that's a whole different kind of mental block. I love I love him for you know I mean top twenty top ten totally cool. I mean his his driving is insanely lead. Like looking at these numbers, I didn't know he's driving the ball as well as he has, and he's punting it like a god. If he could ever get back to just the way he struck the, his irons prior to the Masters last year in route, like you said, to to a second place finish. I mean, he gained strokes on approach in I'm looking like before the Masters last year in uh, eight of his last nine. Including five point seven at the U.S. Open and, and four point five at the Tour Championship prior to, so yeah, you know, he's had a really solid year. He's, yeah. His his last calendar year has been very good, good, very good. Like, and he's a great. Like I, I have him top fifteen golfer in the world, and sixty to one. That's not a fair price in my mind. I like but it. What do I know? Um, I, I think I agree with you, but it's again, like Sergio Garcia sixty to one. You know, Matthew Fitzpatrick is plus is forty forty six to, to one. Sergio like, played well at match play. All right. Of course, Sergio, Sergio, yeah, I agree, but disagree with Drew there. Like, I agree with Sung Jae's form, but I just don't like it's one of those uh, 60s wrong, but I just don't see him winning. Well, like, that's a lot of wrong numbers. Okay. We're, 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 yeah, that's where it's like I would love Sung JM as a top 20 bet. Like, he will be a to- I will have a lot of top 20 bets, and he will be one of them and, for sure. Yeah. I, every, all the for all the points you made. I just can't bet him to win. And this is like the funny thing. Like you're grabbing, uh, we could have grabbed a million numbers in, in January and February and had insane CLV on those things, but yeah. they still can't win the golf tournament. So, you know, it's like, <laughs> did you get a good number? Yeah. But like, these guys aren't winning. Like, I, I just feel like it's coming from, you know, the top of this market, anything less than 40, 50, I, I would be shocked. Okay. So just in quick summary, DJ overpriced, Rom underpriced, Thomas underpriced, Spieth overpriced, DeChambeau, Fairly priced at this point at eleven, but you got him at thirteen. Yeah. You said. I'm not sure what Andy thinks about this though. Like, what do you do here? Because I, I think the market is, is priced pretty well. Like, if you're not shopping, so you kind of have to take some stands on guys who, who, who are priced correctly that you still have to that you want to bet. Right? Does that make sense? It's like it's like the antithesis of what I just said. Like, hey, sixty is a really good number. It shouldn't be 60, but I'm still not betting it. It's the same thing in reverse where it's like 11 might be a bad number or 11 or 12 on Bryson. It might not be a good number. He should probably be like 14, but I'm still betting it because he can win this tournament. It doesn't make sense mathematically at all, but this is a tournament where I throw math out the window a little on some of these outrights. Okay, so I'm I'm throwing Rory McIlroy out just – haven't oh, seen God. enough this year. Oh, yeah. Haven't seen yeah. him, haven't seen him mentally enough that he's going to do well here at a place that has haunted him. Uh, I'm going to throw Xander Shoffley out. 
I haven't liked his form really at all in 2021. Cannot it close. has been, yeah, it has not been uh, especially noteworthy. Uh, Patrick Cantlay also, I think, is a little overpriced at 24 to one. Uh, I get it; he's a great golfer. I get it. There's times you absolutely want him in the futures market, but I don't know about it here at Augusta, where he has performed pretty pedestrianly. Um, and yeah, it's a 24 to one is uh, is not enough of a price. Similarly, Brooks with the injury question mark swirling. I don't know that we see four days of golf out of him. <laughs> Thirty-five um, is interesting, though. It's a it's a it's a big enough. If number he's healthy, to get that's an obscene number. I mean, it's, it's <laughs> almost to the point where it's like this is Brooks Koepka. He's an absolute monster. I, I don't know what to do with that. Does he have the like? Has he? I'm going to go back and check. Has he done well at majors in the past? Yeah, if we got the fake out and he's healthy, that's an obscene number. I don't know yeah. what to do with that. No Spin, but and also speaking of math, just because I have like fourteen tabs open now, you can arbitrage the hole in one price. <laughs> it over, <laughs> it, not for a lot, but it overlaps. Like there's awesome. places that have plus one sixty, and there's places that got minus one fifty. Okay, okay, okay. So bucks. Colin Morikawa, forty to one. Too that high. Looks tempting. It looks tempting. I mean, him and JT are the best iron players in the world. So, you know, his distance will hurt him here. Lack of, I should say. Um, but, you know, you're not getting him at that at that price at any other tournament. Let's just say okay. that. Probably for the rest of his career. Um, here's one that doesn't make sense. Tony Finau is 33 to 1. <laughs> uh, he's, he's minus 110 to play second. Is this, just a, is this just a he's due bet? Like somebody's out there martingaling Tony Finau every tournament until he finally wins? What's happening here? I would love to know who's betting Tony Finau to win this game. <laughs> I have no idea. Okay. That's wild. I have nothing against Tony Finau. He seems like a great guy. I love the I love the Tony Finau where he be now rap that uh, that Tony Verno Finau. does. Well, um, I also think oh god that was awesome. I also think like okay so and this is this is interesting because you'll get a lot of you know the the very you know statistically driven guys saying it's just bad luck that he hasn't finished like so I mean because he he's statistically he should have had multiple wins on tour so you know so maybe those guys are driving this number who don't actually watch golf and understand golf and they're you know making him thirty three I don't know is that fair. <laughs> I sometimes there's signal in the noise and sometimes it's just noise. So it's tough for me to tell, but uh, it certainly seems like he's not a guy that's going to get you to the finish line. But what do I know? Um, yeah, no. And, and then, yeah, after that, the, it's just a mess of players uh, that anyone could pop up and do something interesting. I, it's, it, it's funny. You called out Abe answer. He's a hundred to one. He was, he's played well enough. So. Final group last week, last year in, in November. So, I mean, yeah, he's, he's, I'm going to, I'm going to look for him up. top 20 and I'm probably going to look for him. Hundred to one groups. Big fat if number. there's, if there's some three ball or that's the fun part about these bigger ones. There's, and if you have a lot of outs too, you could spend hours looking. There's oh, these five person groups. There's the three ball groups. There's head to heads. There's top 20, top 10. Top five. What do you want to bet? Whatever you know, whatever <laughs> you want to bet on this. So, yeah, get excited. And that, that's the thing. Like Kepka at one of my locals is ten to one, <laughs> and he's thirty four okay. at thirty four sixty or whatever at bookmaker right now. Feel, wow, so do 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 shop around. What number are you betting Brooks at? Thirty four sixty is the best I'm seeing. Is that what you said? Yeah. Are you going to bet him? 30, 34, 34, 65. 65. Yeah, I just, I no. bet that. I'm going to bet it. <clears throat> well, he's at uh, sarcasm like 44. Wow, really? Well, I might head to Tahoe. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, okay. The uh, some of the fun stuff about this tournament. Um, you know, some of the fun props. The uh, the over under on winning score, seventy two hole score is two seventy six and a half. I think that means minus eleven and a half. If I'm oh, correct, doing my math right there. I think is does does the does yeah two eighty eight is part. Does the winner shoot minus twelve or better, Andy? Such a good number. It's it's juice to the piss skills though, isn't it? Or where are you looking for it at? Under is juice to the piss skills. Yeah, I'm actually I'm tempted to take like this plus two hundred on the over, and hope they made the whole the course. Over hard. is actually under. Like over is less than that. O- over would be over the winner would be is eleven score, under or two seventy seven. Yeah, the winner okay. scores two seventy seven minus eleven. Your over is a winner. Yeah, these are just so hard. I, yeah. you know, <laughs> like, I hope so. I would love for this to be like a minus eight. That's to me, that's like the pure entertainment factor. I love that stuff. Yeah, but. basically two two to one. They make the course hard. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Maybe sure. maybe a small tickle on that. I'm sure you can't put much on that. Um, nationalities, those are a lot of fun. I haven't got into all of those yet, but man, there's there's so many of those. Like top, I mean, not just it used to be. You'd have like top American, top European, top Asian. Now it's like top Great Britain, top Swede, South top African, South African. When there's one. like a few South Africans, I mean, even they'll break up top Korean now. They'll break up the Asian, Australasian, top a- uh, Australian. So those are going to be some fun ones. Uh, hopefully, you're, I think your best deck is, is Sanjay as top Asian. Plus, yeah, plus one ninety five. That's I'm, I'm going to get down on some of that for sure. Um, okay, that's a that seems. I'm going like to go half that, half top twenty. Top Am is it this Tyler Straff? Strafaki guy. Is the Ogletree is Ogletree in it? No, it's Tyler no. Strafaki, Joe Long, and Charles Osborne are the three. Oh, that Midian guy is always there. Didn't must not be there. It's weird. I have no idea. I have no clue. Um, it was weird. The, Some of the amateur tournaments that they play to get in weren't played this last year. Yeah. So. What was our What was our friend's low end pick? Was it oh, Tyler? Is it Who, Tyler? N- say the three again. I'll probably break. I will. Tyler Tyler Strafaki. Joe Long yeah. and Charles Osborne. I think it was Osborne. Uh, Osborne's, Osborne's four to one. We're gonna have to run that down. I'll run that down. Um, but well, I'm gonna I scroll that, back in a yeah. chat for quite a while. Here. Andy, Andy, do you know how many, uh, how many yeah, guys yeah. are not in this because of this amateur stuff? I mean, this is a smaller field than normal, right? Yeah, I I think there was three amateur tournaments that were canceled. A lot of the 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 Asian amateur tournaments were canceled. I looked this up. So the other day, I looked up like. Uh, all the ways to make the masters, and <laughs> and there was a really good uh, there was a really good site. I should try to find this site again because it listed it one by one, and it was it might have just been right on Augusta's website. Yeah, it was. If you've won the Masters, if you won the U.S. Open, British Open, PGA, but it's like uh, the if you win the players, you're in for three mm-hmm. years. Uh, if you're the if you're the current Olympic gold medalist, you're in. And a lot of you know, there's a lot of overlap that for that but amateur champion u.s amateur british amateur asian pacific amateur latin american amateur the mid amateur champion and then it's like you know placing well last year the top 12 from last year in the masters they do that for the other majors and then the the golf ranking stuff so i think it was the latin the asia pacific and then the u.s mid amateur didn't get played if I'm not mistaken. Oh, that's why my guy's happen. not in there. The bid am guy wins every year, like is almost always the the low am, but didn't, yeah. didn't get played that far. 
Okay, so how about top debutant? Will Zalatoris plus one thirty-five, Carlos Ortiz plus one eighty-five, Robert McIntyre, and then the amateurs. I think Ooh, give me, give me Ortiz. Ortiz two fifty plus, plus one eighty-five for. Um, wow. Oh, McIntyre is at plus two eighty-five. Ooh, that's kind of tempting. Probably it. It's yeah. not so basically not Zalatoris is weird. Well, he's. Awful putter, and I feel like these greens are. He's going to be like he might lead the field in three putts. They're going to wreck him. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, you know, obviously, you know, very very difficult green. He's a weird looking putter. He uh, what's his missed cut number? Let's find that. It's, so that's interesting to note. It's very hard to miss the cut here. <laughs> like you have to play yeah. absolute dog shit to miss the cut here. Plus two forty, plus two forty to miss what? the cut on Miss on Young Mister Will Zalatoris putting for the first time ever on the glass greens. Nah. He strikes it so good. I, it, it, it's it, because it's not just a normal, you know, sixty in ties or whatever it is. It's also anyone within ten strokes. And so if it's going to play hard, it, yeah, I've there's, lost a lot there's of money. Legitimately, yeah, there's a scenario which highly unlikely where nobody ejects that no one misses the cut. Like you can have that. if it. Yeah, if if the leaders don't run away and nobody has like a really bad day, I mean, there there's a likelihood of like just a few guys missing the cut here. It is it is super weird. So I'm trying to figure out exactly how many people are in the the field. It is a titch smaller, something like eighty, right? Yeah, I, I, I thought it was like it used to be like ninety three or ninety five or something. Obviously, with the you know the limited guys now, but well, our yeah. guys our guy is hot on Osborne. As the low 89, end. 89. Yeah, it was. I was like, is he the Wake Forest kid? Is that, is that he? He, he played well. I'm not to look it up now. Damn it. Yeah, that's interesting that he's the Ozzy's uh, kid. Wake Forest, uh, I think he went to him. Uh, Ollie Osborne? Osborne? He went golf. to SMU. <laughs> <laughs> he's a Reno, Nevada native. How about that? Um, all right. Well, uh, I guess any other fun stuff popping out for you, Andy? And I guess. You know what's what's your what's your routine? You stream stream all day, the Thursday and Friday. Oh yeah, yeah. Like what's, I remember, uh, I he probably he's too busy this week. But so uh, it was like, uh, <laughs> it's funny. My job now is funny. Like I was trying to do some work on Thursday because I felt like I should do work because I'm at work, and I texted Reed, and it was almost like, I'm, aren't you just aren't you watching the Masters? Like what what are you doing? <laughs> like, like it's it's almost like a, a holiday for us here. So, yeah, I will be. I got my second TV set up right now, so I'll be streaming that all day long while I'm trying to, you know, get ready for round two because I'm gotcha. gonna bet my face off. <laughs> do you have a Do you have a favorite hole? <laughs> Every hole. <laughs> <laughs> what are you, I can't just. <laughs> I'm going to have to cut that up. <laughs> probably, probably Chinese fur. Really? Oh, Whatever it is. Wow. Cherry Chinese yeah. fur? Really? Yeah. There, there's a lot of good holes. Uh, fire, fire thorn, uh, <laughs> sugar you know, bud. You know why the, uh, where, where the, where the names come from, right? They're from plants. I know. You know where, you know where, you know where they came from, right? Um, the plants that grow on the course, I don't know. Like, before it was the golf course, it was a nursery, and so they oh, had a whole variety of trees and plants and flowers. That I'm gonna feel bad if Chinese fur wasn't one. Carolina Chinese fur is one, it's it's hole 14. 14 kind of sucks. That's what the is one that's, that's, 
Yeah, 14 is brutal because like you go through this the the roller coaster of 11, 12, Red 13, bud. and then you're like, just get to 15 and 16. Like, let's just see who can score and who can who who misses. Here. Red bud. Red bud is your favorite <laughs> favorite hole. Interesting. Shocking. I'll be in Red Vegas. So if anyone wants to come 16. hang out, I'll be at Circle on Thursday. So, oh, nice. Come on down. Awesome, man. Have some That's beers. Awesome. It's awesome. Are you, I guess, uh, are you going to get more action down once you know uh, how they seed the groups? And and do you care about who's playing, who, who gets an afternoon tea time on Thursday? Because no, the winner is well, usually coming out of that group. It's a good question. I haven't necessarily looked at the waves, but again, when you have a smaller field, it matters less, right? Because yeah. you know, there's there's just there's not a, a you know a, a long you know AM PM per se, right? And they're all going off one. So uh we'll see. I don't know. I'll definitely bet it. Tra- traditionally, care. the Thursday late, Friday early group has been is, is is who is in pole position. Yeah, and that makes sense. And also know? traditionally, uh after round one, you need to be top ten. Unless you're Tiger Woods. Unless you're Tiger Woods. And there's only one Tiger Woods on this planet. So you better be within the top 10. What was it? It was like you have to be within five strokes of the leader or something. Cause he was like, well, he was, he was my, he was two under. And I think three under was the cut. I think it's within four strokes or top 10. Yeah. And so he was, he was one stroke less than whatever that, that, you know, trend had been. Yeah. And he won. (laughs) And it's still the greatest word of my life. So yeah, that was excellent. That was excellent. (laughs) Paul Pierce got fired. Oh, weird! What? <laughs> Shocking! Shocker! Gonna miss his his uh his okay. analysis. All right, sure. final prediction. All Andy, right. putting you on the spot. Who you got? Who wins the Masters? Twenty twenty. Don't take my guy. You already want my pick. Do not. I'll I'll let you I'll let you say Rom. So that's fine. No, not me. Oh. You take Rom. Okay, I'll take Bryson. You get one. You get one. You get one pick. Who's your guy? Bryson. Bryson. All right. It's my yeah, guy. Till, All till he wins it. I'm gonna pick till he wins it. Okay. Like JT. Okay. All right. JT, Bryson. I'll take Rom. I'll, I'll go with the nappy. Uh, I'll ride oh. the I'll ride the nappy uh, what a uh, factor. I yeah. It. I like it. I like it. I like the it. Chalky. Uh, the, chalky Spanish, the Spanish legacy at Augusta carries on. Uh, new father, John Rom. What a, I mean, that's a, that's a story. When's his first ever major at Augusta? That story writes itself, guys. <laughs> it's got to hit further. All right. Well, I appreciate all your time. I know how busy this week is for you, and uh, but it's always fun catching up, and uh, hopefully people found this useful. Um, we'll do some more Masters content, maybe a live stream, Andy. You got a live stream in you on uh, at maybe like maybe at like halftime after a, Friday after Friday. What the fuck uh, is halftime? Do a cut. A okay, Fr- Fred, Friday. We usually yeah. we we typically do a halftime screen. Uh, a halftime. Uh, yeah, screen. we have done that. Uh, I am dangerously <laughs> close to figuring out how to play my Nintendo on Twitch. Oh. <laughs> So I might be doing a course preview by playing the course. Ooh, oh I will gosh. watch that. I will yes. tune in for that. I can't wait to talk about that. Uh, and you I'm now know that Chinese. You now know Chinese fur is hole number fourteen. The uh, lousiest hole in the back nine, in my opinion. <laughs> nine beers, nine hot dogs, nine holes. <laughs> God, that'd be way harder than that'd be way harder than nine innings. You can nine do nine hot dogs. Like nine holes is like an hour and a half for me. I, I could do nine beers, ground. nine hot dogs, nine holes. That'd be fun. I could do that. Next, uh, um, when we're in San Diego. We're not doing halftime tonight. Sorry, Sam. But uh, enjoy the night. Na- it's going to be you know, halftime. Yeah, like, like midnight East Coast. So Yeah, fuck Can't that. Can't stay up for that. I didn't stay up. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're up. Come on. You have to play. I know. <laughs> All right. Well, best of luck, guys. This was a ton of fun. Uh, Love it, boys. And, uh, I hope 
I Thanks, hope, James. Uh, I, I can't wait to hear you guys on the um welcome by the way to team matchbook. I can't wait to hear you guys on the matchbook preview. Yeah, we finally won some breakdown. Awards. Yeah. yeah, we finally <laughs> won some awards. Kind of yeah, bumped, it, bumped it up to get it. Yeah. <laughs> can't wait to hear you guys break down some of your favorite uh head to heads uh as those markets start to shape up. And uh, you know, best of luck, uh, especially to my guy, John Room. There we go. Love it. Thanks, boys. Yeah. Work. Can't believe it's Masters Week. This came so fast. Well, it's because we had a Masters Week already. It's because it's, yeah, it's like five months. It's in a rearview mirror only by five months. So, yeah, got a little taste of it in the fall. Do, 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 do. James is muted. James doesn't know he's muted, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he has to unmute himself.